Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 168, and it will be about three key questions successful contractors ask themselves. There are three simple questions contractors need to ask themselves to ensure their company and their brand continues growing cash flow and profits. And frankly, isn't that what it's mostly about? I know a lot of contractors across the country and actually around the world, um, and a vast majority of them are in business because they love it. They love contracting, love what they do. At the end of the proverbial day, it really is about growing cash flow and profits because that's what put food in the table, roof over your head, clothes on your back. If you have a family, it's, you know, multiply it more important. So three questions that if all contractors of failed construction companies had asked themselves, bless their hearts, they might have survived and thrived. Now, these are simple, blatantly obvious questions. But how you answer them will determine if your your construction company will stand the test of time. Take it back in ancient history. I'll take you back in ancient history in the time the dinosaurs roamed the earth. And I started my first construction company back in the uh, early 1970s. At that time, when a contractor like myself, we put a simple ad in the paper or a line listing in the yellow pages, um, that's all it required. And very quickly, we had more work than we could handle. It was the only way to go, and contractors who insist on that, and word of mouth, in these days, and this podcast is being put together in uh, June of 2016, they do not survive. Now, I admit, I've been in a construction uh, industry, actually owning an operating construction company for a very long time. I sold my last one in 2000. So, yeah, in 2000, the internet wasn't that strong, um, but we continued to innovate, 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 innovate. The three key words in uh, real estate is location, location, location. You can retire on two acres of property. The location is what matters. So two acres of property and everything that's on it in downtown Manhattan or downtown Dallas or downtown Seattle or downtown any major city has a lot more value than two acres of land in the middle of Death Valley Desert or any desert. So, in real estate, location, location, location. Uh, as far as, as construction is concerned, um, I've said it many times, and I don't mean to be offensive, but I've been around for a very long time, and construction is all about get the money, get the money, get the money. Well, guess what? You can't get the money unless you perform the service. So if you perform the service, you're going to get the money. It's that simple. But let's get down to those, those three questions. Now, my question, my thought is, could those contractors who insisted 
still insist today or insist at the time to just do the the line listing and the yellow pages and by the way uh, a quick segue um, our last few years in business um, I used to have a lot of um, let's say I didn't have the warm and fuzzies on the yellow pages because we used to do uh, single and double truck ads and that was between you know five and ten thousand a month but that's what you had to do to survive so the contractors who insist on offering like it was you know 10 15 years ago a line listing and a few ads in the paper and word of mouth they don't survive could those contractors have avoided failure well I'm gonna give you an opinion in my opinion I believe they could have now this this podcast is going to explore the three key questions every contractor needs to ask themselves you need to answer them in a way that provides a clear path to your continued and future growth and success in your construction company. And it doesn't matter what you're doing in construction. You know, there's only three basic types of constructions: new, new construction, remodeling, or service repair. But you need to answer these questions in a, in a clearly defined way. So, again, contractors who did not move from simple ads that always had worked and evolved a marketing plan. And that's the first time I heard that. You know, that was back in one of my college degrees in the 70s. I thought, marketing? What's this marketing nonsense? I don't need marketing. Um, actually, we do. So, ads are one thing. Marketing is just a part of ads. So, the ones who failed to evolve a marketing plan made the same mistake that every companies and brands made. They failed to innovate, reinvent, and evolve. You're probably seeing a pattern. A lot of things come in threes. Innovate, reinvent, and evolve. And how do you do that? By having a deep understanding of what business you're in, who and what you're competing with. And by challenging yourself to understand what your real expertise is. Hope you're ready. Hope you're sitting down. Brace yourself, put your uh, seat belts on, your tray tables up, and get ready to fly. Question number one. What are you offering? And like I just said, in construction, there really are only three basic offerings. New construction, remodeling, service and repair. Um, We don't work with these contractors but I'll just pick on the bridge builders and infrastructure most of that is new construction so if a road builder is going to replace a road that's kind of a remodel if a road builder is going to go out and do service repair you know uh, coded and whatnot that's service repair now get back to every other contractor if you're a home builder then chances are you're new construction you might be a spec builder or you might be a custom home builder if you're a spec builder then you're concerned with whip and um, how the traffic house is set up. If you're a spec builder or remodel and service repair, then you're more concerned with the COGS, not the asset accounts. So in most construction, it's either you're either doing new work, you're remodeling something that's existing, either residential or commercial, or you're doing service repair. So what are you offering? Identify that first and get real deep and clear about that. All right, number two, who? are you competing with 
is it the DIY, the do-it-yourself, the, the person who works in an office all day in the vertical salt mine on the 22nd floor pushing papers around a clerk and he does it on the weekend? Is that your competition? Is it other contractors? Or is it the available cash homeowners have to spend? I could get real deep into that, but I'm not going to. I will give you a hint. In most cases, other contractors is, are not your real competition. It's either the, the do-it-yourselfer, and, and more often than not, they're doing it themselves because they're, they can't, they, they're not satisfied with the available uh, contractors out there. But if you know how to market, you can get around that. The other question is the available cash homeowners have to spend. Well, um, I'll give you a hint. The highly successful contractors we work with accept credit cards. Yeah, I know. I've heard it before a hundred times. Oh my gosh, I can't take credit cards because it's going to take all my profit. Um, folks, for what it's worth, in the, I can't remember, I believe it was in the early eight, in the 80s somewhere, um, we had a plumbing company with uh, service repair trucks and we could not take credit cards because banks wouldn't allow it and it, was part, it wasn't a part of the banking system. Once the internet got in place enough and banks got better controls, I got a call one day from a guy in California saying, hey, you're a plumbing contractor. Would you, talk, would you like to take credit cards? And I almost reached through the front, reached through the phone, grabbed him by the throat, and wanted to shake him around a little bit. So I said, listen, you, and I used a few uh, descriptive words, uh, action verbs, descriptive adjectives, um, other colorful language, Yes, of course, I would love to take credit cards, but I cannot because we do not have a fixed location, um, also known as a showroom. And the guy, the guy said, well, you know, they just changed about a week ago. So now all mobile people, taxi cabs, contractors, anybody who operates in a mobile environment can take credit cards. So it took me a long time. I mean, I really thought about it deep and hard for about one second. And I asked him, well, how much is it to buy the terminal? He said, well, the terminal's $3,500. Discount rate was like 5%. And the fee was like 25 or 30 bucks a month. And I thought about that for another one second. And I said, I'm going to try it small. If it works, I'm going to roll it out. Send me three of them. The phone went dead. He said, you know, that's 3500 I said, yeah, I, do you not understand English? I, I can speak in their language if you like. Send me three of them here. I will give you my credit card. What does it take? They came out. We put them in our trucks. We were the first plumbing company in the state of Washington to accept credit cards. Did they cost a lot of money? Yeah, it did. But if you understand the concept I've told about a long time ago, it's called MR greater than MC, where the marginal revenue exceeds the marginal cost. In other words, if you can buy something for a dollar and you can sell it for a dollar and one cent, how many times can you repeat that? The answer is infinite. But if you buy something for a buck, you only sell it for 99 cents, you might want to stop. Taking credit cards was phenomenal because our per call averages was around $100, $125 before we took credit cards, after we took credit cards, and homeowners didn't have to use their cash or their check, they could use their credit card, 
Um, I won't tell you exactly what, but I'll say that our per call average more than doubled. So yeah, after we paid for the fees for the credit card, it was a no-brainer. What was funny was a lot of my, uh, my competitors, so-called competitors that are plumbing contractors, they saw we had the logos on the side of our truck, and they said, oh, you're taking credit cards. I said, yeah, but you can't do that because it costs too much. I said, you know what? It does. It costs a lot of money. And, and there's only two reasons why we would accept credit cards. One is I'm blonde, and the other is I'm stupid. And I don't know which it is. I, I, I guess I'm just stupid. You know, don't do it. Um, it was kind of funny, though, because there's a couple of contractors that knew me very, very well, and they took me aside and said, is this making money for you? I said, you would not believe. I said, how many times you go to a customer's house and you have a problem, and you tell them something costs them $500 to fix it? Oh, I don't get paid for two weeks. And you leave empty-handed. What if you go to the same customer's house and say it's going to cost you 500 bucks, and they see your credit card logo? Do you take Visa, MasterCard? American Express, Novus, Discover, JCB, Alaska Option, and everything else out there? Well, yes, we do. Oh, great. Let's get it done. Now said, question number three. What is your real competency? And there's only two basic competencies. It's either residential or it's commercial. A few. Very few contractors um, can do both, residential and commercial, but it's rare. My rule of thumb is pick a horse, ride it. Don't try to ride two horses at once. Either do residential or commercial because there's a lot of dynamics in place in both. And being good in one does not mean you're good in the other. You know, don't get caught in that halo effect. Okay? A lot more information here we can discuss here in the podcast. The key is. I encourage you to write these questions down and then challenge yourself extensively to answer those questions. Now, write those answers on a piece of paper, put them on the computer, tablet, phone, whatever works for you, okay? So write those questions down and write down some answers. And then think about it hard. Sleep on them. Then revisit them again and again, day after day, after you slept on them. Because what will happen is the subconscious mind will continue to work on the problem, and every morning you'll wake up with a new answer. It's new information. You keep doing that until you get to the truth. And I'll tell you, the truth is four levels deep. That's really important. If you want to get some information on that, go to my website, www dot fast easy accounting dot com forward slash truth and I go into a lot of discussion on that trust me the truth is four levels deep and it takes a while to get to the truth okay getting leads and doing the work is only part of the answer not answering the questions I just outlined and acting on that knowledge is one reason why so many contractors and their companies shrivel and die. They focus on the wrong areas to innovate or improve. They focus on the wrong enemy and threat to compete with. As a result, 
they miss what they could be doing to succeed and prosper over time. Sonia was repeated in the transportation business when the jet plane destroyed the most lucrative transatlantic ocean liners in the 60s and 70s. Jet planes and the new companies behind them destroyed all the ocean liner companies except for Canard. I think it's, it's Canard. It's C-U-N-A-R-D. Um, in the 1970s, when jet travel destroyed all the intertranslating boat services, Canard focused on reinventing their offer by focusing their competency and actively competing with a new threat. There's a concept called the BCG matrix. It refers to uh, four squares. So in your mind, put four squares in your mind. Upper left hand, uh, I'm sorry, uh, start over. Lower left corner are the cash cows. Those are the things that make you a lot of money. Above the cash cows, the rising stars. Those are the ones that kind of, eh, they could be really good. You never know, going future. Okay. On the uh, upper right hand side, those are the question marks. Those are the ideas that people have, like canard. Hey, this could work. And the lower right quadrant are the dogs. They just, they did work for a period of time. You know, there was a time in this country when when the buggy whip manufacturers made a ton of money. But when the uh, horseless carriage came out, not so much anymore. Same thing took place with the Yellow Page ads. They made a lot of money until Google came in and shook things up. Bless their hearts, I love Google. It's fantastic. Um, enough said. So what did they do? Canard launched into, quote, the best way to cross, unquote, and in quote, crossing is half the fun campaign. And they defined what should be offered in the form of luxury ships, like the Queen Elizabeth II, and their unique White Star Line service. Now, today they have a growing fleet of premium ships and are seen as the icon for cruising. All right, they got a threat, they reinvented themselves, they innovate, innovate, innovate. All right, that's really important, innovate. Because uh, there's an old saying, I, I believe it's had something to do with um, uh, the, the old saying uh, was um, survival of the fittest. Okay, I think if you go back and read the actual text, you'll find it was not survival of the fittest because the dinosaurs are pretty fit. It, the real text, if you, deep in, if you dig deep into it, is survival of the most adaptable. The dinosaurs didn't adapt too well. Who knows? Moving forward, define the type of contracting you offer and who really is your competition. It may not be the same form, structure, and category that you operate in. You know, for example, Home Depot does not see themselves as competing in the building supply business, but for a share of the home and commercial remodel and repair market. Very few, I'm sure some, but very few people go to Home Depot and buy material to build their new house. Could be, I just don't know that many of them do. So it's mostly that remodel repair market. Now, they're after that homeowner who's doing a weekend project, the handyman contractors, the remodel contractors, trade contractors, all the other contractors, and the house builders. Now, this drives a very different approach and behavior across their organization. If they just saw themselves as fighting for a share of the building supply market, 
they'd have a whole different approach. But you go to Home Depot, and guess what? They're competing hard for that market. They don't really pay much attention to some, I'm sure, but not attention to Lowe's and everybody else because they define who their market is. Well, to summarize, it's very easy to get caught up in the short term when you have the day. You measure your share in the very segment you operate in and over-obsess about your immediate competition. Okay, Just as the contractors did or who did not market effectively years ago. I suggest strongly you step back and ask yourself these three key questions and make sure you answer them in a way that will define and liberate your construction committee at the same time. To refresh, number one, what are you offering? Number two, who are you competing with? And number three, what is your real competency? And I've got news. You're going to ask that question over and over and over, and you're going to, it's going to change continually. That's part of the fun. Part of the fun about owning and operating businesses is um, everything changes. And yes, I understand. Most people don't like change. In fact, the only people on earth that embrace and enjoy and want change are newborn babies with wet diapers. So if you're not a newborn baby with a wet diaper, you don't like change. They're the only ones that do. I don't like change at all. I hate change. I'd rather walk across hot coals and deal with change. Nevertheless, I grab myself by the collar every morning and I wake up and say, hey, guess what? We've got some new changes today. I'm so happy. Um, great information. I get to the office and guess what? Yeah, there's some changes and some challenges. Just all part of the game. You just get used to it. Deal with it. You know, what's the old uh, story from the uh, Heartbreak Ridge where the protagonist said, uh, um, improvise, adapt, and overcome. I believe that was uh, Clint Eastwood. Improvise, adapt, and overcome. And that's what we do as contractors. So, hey, I hope this podcast helps you understand that, that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. Anybody can do that. We take a holistic approach to your entire construction company. And we support you as a contractor and as a person. You see, we understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we do care about you and your construction company. Well, that's all I have for now. Please be honored of commenting and rating the podcast on whatever medium you're listening to it on. And know that I think in advance because your feedback is crucial. It is our belief here at Fast Easy Accounting Contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you bring values out of people's lives. And this is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put more money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. It's a lot harder than that and very valuable to people like you. So please stop missing out. If you'd like to learn what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, I invite you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950. Or you can email her 
S-H-A-R-I-E at Fast Easy Accounting and schedule your no charge one hour consultation. Again that number is 206-361-3950. Probable contractors and construction company owners just like you have normal the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time. And now you know about it too. By the way, if you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's booking services, I invite you to download a guide to find the right contractor booking service to fit your particular situation. You can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. Well, thank you very much. I hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. And I trust this podcast will be of value to you. Bye for now. Until our next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map if you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.